2: All right, surfers, it's 3.09. Just 51 minutes left to go here on the Scoot Show with your guest host, me, Ian Matthew Roland-Hoke, sitting in for the big guy today. He's going to be back on Monday. He's spending some time with his family. So until 4 o'clock at least, I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. On the Okunard Jewelers talking text line, I got a reminder from our friend Olivia in Baton Rouge. Olivia says, I've just tuned in. I'm reminding you to share that tomorrow is the last day for early voting special elections. Please help to get the word out. We've had many talks about politics. I'm not happy with the outcome of the governor's election, but I have accepted it. But I will hold janky Jeff accountable when he... I will hold janky Jeff accountable when he needs it. Our voices are powerful. Much love and much to love to you, too, Olivia. Olivia is exactly right. Of course, tomorrow is the last day for early voting in the special election. Um, the turnout for even just the the, the primary election a couple weeks ago was so bad. Uh, the entire state deserves a, a tiny slap on the wrist for that. Even if your candidate won good, I'm glad for you. But the. The turnout was just atrocious. And Orleans Parish, I'm really looking at you. I don't know exactly how we ended up with the lowest turnout in the state, considering we're one of the major population centers. I I, I can't explain that. I, I should speak to somebody in local politics like Clancy or somebody. Who could, how are you, you going to have only a 27% turnout in a situation like that? Just terrible. Anyway, uh, early voting uh, The last day is tomorrow, so get out there, early vote. And get your sticker. Uh, Sal is here. Sal says, hey, Ian, don't worry about the litter. When Latoya finishes solving the world's plastic litter problem, she'll get right on it. I mean, I know Sal's joking, and it's a funny joke. But I actually, there's there's a nugget of truth here, which is that, and, and Newell said this on his uh, on his program. And he's actually got a blog up at WWL.com right now. Mayor Cantrell's trip to Kenya is about her own career, not New Orleans. It's a waste of time. Newell says there's no way this trip that she's currently on to Nairobi, Kenya, to attend a U.N. committee meeting is about New Orleans. No matter how many times she puts out that word salad, this is a waste of time. And he argued that this exotic trip to Kenya is about furthering her own ambitions for a post-mayoral career. And brothers and sisters, I think there's an excellent chance... That she could land in a nonprofit job like uh, Keep Louisiana Beautiful, which we'll have coming up in just a few moments here. So, you know, it's not impossible that she's learning something that might be useful to us in the future, but it's certainly not that way right now. Uh, Big Mike on the Bayou is listening today, and he sent me a text message that says, Ask Susan why Louisiana doesn't have a deposit on cans and bottles like up north. Everyone would benefit off that money. You go to the grocery, you turn in your bottles, you get credit. I did it in Connecticut like picking up money on the ground. Big Mike on to Bayou. Yeah, like um, in the Seinfeld episode where Kramer and Newman take all their bottles and cans and drive to Michigan. remember this?
0: Nope. What? Why not? I, don't, I didn't watch Seinfeld. What are we even doing in here, Coleman?
2: What do you mean you never watched Seinfeld?
0: I was too busy watching Martin. Well, that's okay. In in the Cosby show and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I never got it on the Seinfeld. Sorry, I mean.
2: you You know, Seinfeld is on during our show. Is it on the TV there up in front of you? What do you have on there?
0: Oh, that's the news.
2: Oh. You watch the news while you're in there? No, I
0: don't watch the news. What okay. happened was I stopped watching the, uh, the comedy station because I kept getting distracted and I had to pay more attention to what's going on here. That and happens to when me look sometimes. And I see the news, I'm like, ah, that's boring. And I start paying attention here.
2: Just once in a while, I go in there at 1 o'clock and Comedy Central's on. Somebody that's uh, in that little room in the that, morning that is watching Comedy Central. I'm not saying it's you. I'm not saying it's Tim. I'm not saying it might just be a an accident, a happy... Comedy Central Television Channel accident, but I also have to change it over to the news. Otherwise, I'll start watching Seinfeld all the time. Anyway, there's this episode where Kramer and Newman uh, they pull up a bunch of bottles and cans uh, in New York and then drive them out to Michigan. Um, at ten cents a bottle and ten cents a can, we're pulling at five hundred dollars a man, something like that. Hey, you know Jared Leto? You remember this guy? Oh, he's on the phone. Well, Jared Leto scaled the Empire State Building to promote his upcoming tour. Reading now from today.com. Jared Leto got about 30 seconds closer to Mars on Thursday. You see what they did there? Cute. Jared Leto got 30 seconds closer to Mars on Thursday when he scaled an iconic New York landmark. The actor and singer climbed a portion of the outside of the Empire State Building, making a journey to the top of one of the world's signature skyscrapers. He told about it. He told Today about it. He says, I was more excited than nervous to tell you the truth, but I have to be honest. It was very, very hard. It was a lot harder than I thought it would be. Just the endurance that it took, the stamina that it took, and it was very sharp. Leto, 51 years old, then showed off the evidence of those sharp corners when he held up his bloody left hand. Did he not wear gloves when he was scaling the outside of the Empire State Building? How are you going to get all bloody, Jared? Honestly, I mean, if he's scaling, what is it? They said he did some number of floors. He scaled up from floor 86 to floor 104 and then climbed all the way up to the top of the building's uh, antenna, all three of its tiers, and he wasn't wearing gloves and he got his hands all cut up? Come on, man. Come on, Jared. That's not using your brain. Hey, look, uh, the rain is coming. It looks like this weekend's going to be uh, cooler, maybe some spotty showers. But on Monday, our chances of rain go quite up. I think about 50% on Monday, about 60% on Sunday. Coleman, you think it's going to put out the fire?
0: I doubt it. Really? Hey. Cause here's why I don't—I don't think it's gonna. Uh, why put wouldn't out the it put fire. out the fire? Because I wanted to. Yeah. I realize um, when it comes to the weather, it does exactly the opposite of, of what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like for instance, I, w- I wanted to cut my grass yesterday, but it missed it a little bit, so like now I couldn't. Sometimes when I want to park with my windows down, it starts to rain, but when I park with my windows up, the sun beams through it. So it's like the weather does exactly the opposite of what I wanted to do.
2: I see. All right. Well, maybe you should wish for the rain not to put out the fire. And then it will.
0: But I don't say anything out loud. It just knows no. my intentions.
2: Yeah, well, so you could you could even say what you want to say, but the weather knows you better than that. Exactly. Okay, well, look, there's one way that we could resolve this issue and really get some firm idea of whether or not that's going to happen. How's that? Dear Magic 8-Ball, is the rain on Monday and Tuesday going to put out the fire in New Orleans East? My reply is No. Yeah. Man, that sucks. I thought we were going to get a chance to put out that fire, but the Magic 8-Ball has spoken. That's the Alpha and Omega of it. We're going to step away and get a look at traffic with Dave Brandon over in the WWL Traffic Center, and we're going to come back with Susan Russell, who is the executive director of Keep Louisiana Beautiful. For every mile that Louisiana drivers are on state highways, they pass 10,000 pieces of litter. That's insane. But... There's a new initiative at LSU that has a plan to tackle. We'll talk about that after this. Stick around.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country. Providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams. All in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
2: Matchbox 20, more than you think you are. 2002, excellent use of the mandolin in 90s alternative music. Not a ton of that. Joining me on the line right now is Susan Russell. Susan is the uh, executive director of Keep Louisiana Beautiful. Susan, welcome to the show. I'm pleased to meet you.
3: Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me.
2: Absolutely. Okay, so I've been hearing uh, in the news, and I think I've I've also read read this in the paper maybe somewhere, or a press release, that for every mile that we drive on Louisiana highways, we pass 10,000 pieces of litter. Um, That sounds really high to me. How did we arrive at that number? How does that compare to other states?
3: So, and that is only on our interstates, On our U.S. highways, yeah, on our U.S. highways, there's about seventy six hundred pieces of litter, and our state roads, uh, another eight thousand eight hundred. So the way we uh, came with that determination is we actually did the state's first litter uh study in about the last 10 years and so we selected in every parish we selected 137 sites and we had teams that physically walked the roadways counting all of the micro pieces of litter which is four inches or smaller most of us don't even see that Uh, and then of course all of the visible litter the tans and the the fast food uh you know bags Mm -hmm. and mattresses and everything else that goes along with that and the reason that number is so high is mainly because of that the micro litter you know when when uh uh um, lawn crews uh cut the grass and don't pick up the litter first right one piece of litter becomes 100 pieces of micro litter so that's that's a problem too yeah so it's it is alarming There is approximately 143 million pieces of litter in Louisiana on our roadways at any given time. It is a huge problem, and we need to to make some radical changes.
2: Good Lord. I'm shocked. That is a massive number. That is is a a massive massive number,
3: number. and you know what else is a massive number? This is costing us over $91 million a year and only about 10% of that is on education and remediation. The rest of it is spent on litter pickup and removal, and we're never going to pick up our way out of this problem, right? We have got to change our behaviors. We've got to change the culture. We have to hold people accountable.
2: Okay. Susan, I have many more things I want to ask you, but I got a really interesting text message from Big Mike on the Bayou. He says, ask Susan why Louisiana doesn't have a deposit on cans and bottles like up north. Everyone would benefit off that money. You go to the grocery store, you turn in your bottles, you get credit. I did it in Connecticut. I like picking up money on the ground. Is it it just a few states that have that policy in place or is it many states? Is that policy in place specifically as a litter abatement program or what? What is the deal with the bottle and can deposit situation?
3: It actually is something that is only in a handful of states, and it is a Herculean task to try to get that passed in any state. And I just don't think that there's the political will right now in Louisiana for something like that. And I think that there are a host of other things that can give us immediate, quick um, things that we can do immediately to make a difference. Yeah. There are so many different sources to our little problem, um, and it needs to be tackled on many different levels. And it all starts with accountability, holding our state and local governments accountable, holding our businesses accountable, holding our citizens accountable. It is a combination of all those things. We can and we should enforce the little laws that are on the books that is not being done. Mm We should do a better job at maintaining our roadways and our highways. We need to, at a a local level, every public space and public park should have trash receptacles. We need to build the infrastructure that supports clean communities. We we should have a robust adopt-a-highway program, and I can go on and on. It is not one thing that's not working. It's a, it's a multiple of approaches uh, that all need to work together to solve the little problem. And, you know, we, we hear from people all the time and, and I understand the frustration because I am the number one, you know, advocate for this. But this is what I say. If you are frustrated, if you're driving down the highway and you see what I see every day, right? The, 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 the Gators and the, and the, the trash, Mattresses. and sometimes it's an ice chest and the mattress yeah. and all of that. Do something about it because your voice is very powerful. Call your representative, call your mayor, call your parish president, call DOTD, and let them know that this is not acceptable. For too long, we've had low expectations and high tolerance, and the change is going to come when our citizens get in touch with those stakeholders, those elected officials, and say enough is enough, and we all need to do our part, right? So every citizen has to make sure that their truck bed is clean and that their car is clean so things don't blow out. When you put your household trash out, make sure your bags are tied and your garbage lid is covered so that the wind doesn't blow it out, Businesses, make sure your dumpsters are closed and cleaned and maintained and that your parking bays are clean and you have trash receptacles in our schools and our families. We should be teaching our young people the importance of caring for their com- uh, community, caring for their environment so yeah. we can break the cycle of neglect. It's all of these approaches that will bring about the change that we need.
2: Wow. Incredibly well said, Susan. Uh, this is why you're the executive director of Keep Louis as a beautiful. Amazing. Um,
3: and, and I heard you were gonna, trying to give my job off to the mayor, huh?
2: No, ma'am. No, I swear I wouldn't. I would never. No, far be it from me. You know, you may enjoy having some sort of uh, uh, collab uh, work on a special project, but it's quite clear you're right where you need to be. And, um, you know, we're all just here. what We're all here to do. Um, Susan, it seems I I know every state has a nonprofit like yours, Uh, you know, keep Mississippi beautiful and keep Arkansas beautiful and on and on. But now we have the LSU Litter Institute. Um, Tell us what that is. And is that a, a brand new idea or is that just new to Louisiana?
3: It is uh, actually something that came out of the governor's litter abatement and beautification task force that he formed uh, a year or so ago, and um, it is new, and it is uh, actually the only one of its kind in the country, so it is an opportunity for uh, LSU to pull together kind of the best of the best, the experts from all around the country to come together to address this problem holistically. You know, as I've mentioned, and and you can tell it's, it's a it's a complicated problem, right? There's many sources. There's many uh, factors around it. And. The thing that is exciting about it is that the Louisiana will directly benefit from all the research and the recycling, I mean, and the uh, piloting of these projects and the learnings from this institute. And um, every state struggles with this, right? Mm-hmm. Some more than others. Um, but there is not a collection anywhere in the country of all the best practices, the programs, the studies, the, the, the matrix for, for surveys, the procedures. What equipment is is more uh, efficient, um, all of that. And so this is an opportunity for all these states who operate in, in, in silos to, to come together and for us to LSU to gather this information and for us to really become a leader and expert in this area. So it's really it's an opportunity for Louisiana. Um, You know, the lieutenant governor and his office has been leading the litter abatement charge now for the last two years. And the task force that the governor put together is the first time that we ever had a governor and a lieutenant governor really prioritize the issue. So we are seeing progress. Awesome. It's just it's this is a problem that is decades and decades old. Right. We're not going to solve it overnight. We are making progress. But the real key is that everyone needs to be responsible for their own part, and everyone needs to make – if they feel that this is a priority issue for Louisiana, they need to call their representatives and their elected officials and tell them to prioritize this. There's probably not a bigger issue that Louisiana deals with, that this is in every parish, in Mm -hmm. every community. It affects business development. It affects economic development. It affects tourism, our image, our health, our safety, our wildlife, our water quality. But yet it gets so little attention and funding. And that is what needs to change. Wow.
2: Okay, great. So uh, I did want to ask you later, do you see potential legislative measures for litter abatement, uh, the policy prescription out of Baton Rouge that you think would make a big difference right away?
3: Absolutely. uh, That is a a piece to this, right? So better defining uh, litter. How can we um, make enforcement um, a a tool that is is used, right? Mm -hmm. How can we hold our parishes and our municipalities accountable? I am a big advocate for requiring municipalities and parishes to submit litter abatement and waste reduction plans so that we can monitor and how they are um, addressing the issue because right now there's none of that. So that's why I keep pushing accountability, accountability, accountability. If there's a mayor that's in charge of of that community and that's a clean, and beautiful community, that's wonderful. But if the mayor in the next town over, if it's not, their priority, it's going to look like a mess. And there's nobody except for maybe those citizens that are giving that elected official the heat. And we need to change that. This shouldn't be something that you either do or you don't do. It is part of the quality of life. It is part of our health and our and our safety. And people do have not in the past prioritized this and understand the true implications of the severity of the problem.
2: You mentioned uh, community engagement and how that's such a significant a part of literate abatement education, obviously. Where do you see volunteerism come into play? What role does that have to play? I, I, I often see people in City Park you know, going around with the, the little pinchy, yes, pinchy, yeah. grabby thing and some gloves, and, and, and yep. it's clear that they are not City Park employees. They're just out there doing it on their own. I see the same thing on Bayou St. John, on the neutral ground, on Esplanade Avenue. Are there, are there more um, uh, structured opportunities for people to do that other than just, you know, get their own equipment and go out and do it on their own time?
3: Absolutely. And that's a big part of what we do at Keep Louisiana Beautiful is that we help Support these community groups there's um, we created a university affiliate network and we're proud to say that uh, we have 11 universities in Louisiana that are keep like keep you know uh, ULL beautiful and keep Nichols beautiful nice. and keep UNO beautiful it is the only program of its kind in the state I mean in the country so it's something that we are really proud of we also have 43 other community affiliates and we partner with other nonprofits and so they are the boots on the ground and we know that change happens quicker at that local level so our role is to provide support and training and education and programs so that that people can actively participate in keeping their communities clean. We awarded over $1 million in grants last year to help support these programs. Like I said, we do training and have a state conference. We do a statewide media campaign to raise awareness. We removed over 721 tons of litter. We've had the largest statewide Litter event called Love the Boot Week, where we had 547 cleanup events in one week. So we have, and we have education programs and lesson plans for formal and non formal educators. We have over 110 libraries throughout the state where using your library card, you can go to that library and check out safety vests, grabbers, and bags, and clean up your neighborhood. We have created a clean biz program where we have over 32 chambers and over 300 businesses involved in pledging to keep their parking base clean, keep a trash receptacle out front to maintain their, uh, their dumpsters. So it is, as you can see, we are trying to approach this on every level, but we can't do it alone. We need everybody to step up and do their part.
2: That's great. Did you say a website in there that people can go to or where can they learn about it?
3: Sure. Go to KeepLouisianaBeautiful.org. Easy. And everything is there. And uh, if you're not involved, you want to get involved, please reach out to us and we'll get you plugged in into those groups in your local community.
2: I'm big on volunteerism, Susan, for the obvious reasons that, you know, it's a great way to get involved in your community and help out uh, problems that are simple to solve. But for nonprofit organizations or government organizations to do it, it seems like it's easier just just get out there and do it yourself, you know, and and absolutely get into a structured group like yours or, or another. And on top of that, it feels great I've been I've been honest with the audience in the past about my struggle with anxiety and depression. Loneliness is a problem for a lot of people. Man, getting out and helping others is such a great way to give yourself a big boost to your mental health and also do something that matters for somebody else and people that need it. And it, huge on you that.
3: You know, that is it it is. It's a great point because when you when you do a cleanup. You're outside, so you're, you're breathing fresh air and you are, you know, enjoying the sunshine and you are walking, so you're getting some exercise in. And, you know, the, the whole idea with the with the library program is you don't have to wait for someone else to organize some community-wide cleanup. You see it, you can do something about it. Go and get your grabber. Go get your safety vest and your bag. Sometimes it just a half an hour. You'll be amazed. At how much you can pick up in a half an hour. Yeah. And you do at that point, you feel that like, you know what? I am contributing to the solution yeah. and not the problem. I
2: did something today. Look at that. You know, I think a lot of people yep. get to the end of their day and I definitely do this sometimes I was like, what did I, what did I do? <laughs> you know, how did I advance and, the human project? And I mean, I went to work and I love my job and I'm, you know, I have friends, but like I, something has to matter, you know? Um, okay, it is. and, yeah. and caring,
3: caring for our community is, is, is great for your mental health, right? But it's also something that is for everyone. So we do a lot of work with young people, and the message we, we, we give to them is it doesn't matter how young you are, what your age is, everyone has the power to make a difference. And it's just a matter of if you step up, to meet that challenge or not.
2: Amazing. Yes. Well said. Um, Susan, I'm kind of uh, running out of time here, but there's one more giant question that I want to ask you, and I want to make sure you got time to answer. Can you hang on like maybe like seven more minutes for me? Sure. I'm so sure. appreciative of that. My guest is, of course, Susan Russell. Susan is the executive director of Keep Louisiana Beautiful. I've got a lot of texts coming in here on the Okinawa Jewelers Talking text line. If you've got something you want me to ask Susan or say to Susan, give it to me. I will Get to those after the break here. I'm Ian Hokin for Scoot. Be right back. Everclear. My guest is Susan Russell. Susan is the executive director of Keep Louisiana Beautiful. Susan, thanks for sticking around. From this press release that landed on my desk, the Louisiana Sea Grant has support from blah, 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 to including plans to minimize plastic waste at carnival parades. What are some strategies in place to reduce that party waste around Mardi Gras, ma'am?
3: You know, one of the things that we were able to produce last year, um, our our legislators and our lieutenant governor, um, we are grateful for the additional funding that they provided uh, last year and some of the things that we have been able to do and create with that additional funding is is something called the Greener Ground. And to my knowledge, it's the only one in the, in the country. It can be found on our website and downloaded. And what it is, it is a manual and a workbook that is a guide for outdoor event organizers. You know, we love our fairs and our festivals. Yeah. There's over 300 of them. But we also know that they produce a large amount of trash and when that trash is not managed properly it becomes litter. That includes our parades and our roadway uh, races, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And so it, it walks them through how to determine, one, how many trash receptacles you need based on your attendance, where to place those trash receptacles, how to incorporate recycling into those Uh, events. We worked with the French Quarter Fest Inc folks um, with this, you know, to to produce this because for the last several years at the French Quarter Fest in Satchmo, they have incorporated recycling and composting and more sustainable practices. And so it is a first step. We are looking to partner with all the CBBs and all the event organizers, get this in their hands. And then to, to, to make sure that it was actually implemented, we created a Greener Grounds grant for large event organizers so that they can have some funds to help them better nice. deal with the recyclables and with the litter and to use the manual and use the workbook
2: great okay uh i have a text here on the Oakland art jewelers talking text line can we outlaw the balloon releases good grief that's a terrible litter <laughs> problem it drives me nuts your reaction
3: it is. It, I I agree. And uh that is something that we can look into for this legislative session. I agree.
2: Here's an oh sorry, was that it? I mean, yes, we agree <laughs> that it should be outlawed, right? What else can we say? I agree. About it?
3: <laughs> okay, great. Um
2: uh here's a text that says In Germany, recycling is a way of life. You get looked down upon if you do not recycle. Instead of buying a twelve pack and a cardboard box of aluminum cans, you buy eight big plastic bottles at the grocery store, and when you're done, you bring it all back, and you get money. Well, that sounds pretty nice. I guess we're probably not uh, not close to having a program like that in Louisiana.
3: But wouldn't it be nice if we at least had uh, recycling offered in yes. all of our parishes, whether yes. that's drop-off or curbside? And so you know, yes, we have a huge little problem. We have a huge problem with managing waste, right, and that includes recycling. Our recycling rate in louisiana is is between like nine and eleven percent it's 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 horrible, Ugh. and there are uh, just a few communities that have curbside recycling, you know, and you look at that and and why is that and You know, part of the reason, again, it goes to people need to make sure if this is something that's important to them, that they let their leaders know. Um, But, you know, there's just, there's so many layers to this. When you look at our state, we're a rural state, right? We have a lot of landfills. So the tipping fee at a landfill is cheaper than it is for recycling. So In order to really have a robust recycling program, you want to try to flip that, right? You look at a state like Maine that is very small. They have an incredible recycling program throughout their state. They don't have many landfills. So a lot of their solid waste is going on trucks and being shipped out of state to other people's landfills. So it's more expensive for them to bring their trash to a landfill than it is to recycle. So, like I said, on the surface, things seem simple. These are very complicated issues. They can be solved. This is all 100% preventable. But we need the will of the people to make this happen. And again, we need to stop with the low expectation and high tolerance. We 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 need to flip it.
2: I love it. We will pause it right there. Susan, I am so pleased to get to meet you today. Thank you for your time, your work, and your way. Have an awesome weekend. We'll keep you in the Rolodex.
3: Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
2: Yes, ma'am. Okay, we'll step away and get a look at traffic with Dave Brannon. And then I'm going to come back and uh, say hello in the usual, say hello, say goodbye in the typical Friday fashion. Oh, my goodness. Oh, here's Alanis. Let her rip. Okay, before we jump off, I want to make sure I thank my studio producer, Coleman. Five stars, no notes along with Dave Brandon on the traffic and Chris Miller in our news department. Crucial thanks to Scoot for his support, executive producer Jordan Fiegel, all hail Jordan, Lord of the Nasdor, and program director and brand manager Diane Newman, and market manager Kevin Cassidy for the opportunity. This show and every show on WWL is available to hear, download, and share at WWL.com and the Odyssey app, where you can also rewind the show, You can follow WWL on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you to Public Service Commissioner Devontae Lewis and the Nutria Nerd-in-Chief Jennifer Manuel at the mighty, mighty LDWF. Props to Crescent City Theatre Alliance and the cast and crew of One Piece. Congrats and happy closing, y'all. Big ups to Pauly SciProf David Schultz at Hamline University, one of the tastier universities. Godspeed to Matthew and everyone keeping the fight alive in Ukraine. Thank you to Susan Russell and the crew, keeping Louisiana beautiful one beer can at a time. Lots of love to Brett, Kat, and Mr. Owen at Majoria's Commerce Restaurant. Keep those Hass Browns coming, guys. And a big shout-out to Nikki Diamonds and all the beautiful weirdos that engulfed this weekend. Stay dry, my guy. Much love to the innocents of Israel and the good people of Gaza. And congratulations to the Screen Actors Guild. Can't wait to get back to work with y'all. And thank you again to America's service men and service women. We see you, we love you, and we are grateful for you. Happy Veterans Day. Thanks to everyone who called and texted during the show. If you loved what you heard today, get a friend to listen to. I gotta split and go meet up with Jeff Landry. Yeah, he's appointed me and District Attorney Jason Williams to the Louisiana Scotch Lovers Advisory Board. Our first meeting is at Happy Hour. Up next on Fans in the Pro, 4-6 to six tonight, it's Deuce and the Moose with a look at the Saints, Tigers, and Pelicans, and much more. But as for me, 5,000G, I'm out of here. 5,000G, we out.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.